Welcome to the Rambling Ranger podcast. I'm joined here today by my second international guest uh, here from Germany, uh, Christine Biebel. Um, how are you doing, Christine? Hi, it's nice to be here. And I'm quite fine. Thank you. <laughs> it's uh, very exciting to have a second international guest. Um, it's one of the things I look forward to um, whilst doing these podcasts. And Christine, um, as mentioned, is from Germany, so we're going to today be hearing a bit about the role of a ranger in the German national parks. Um, I was just in Germany, um, which was exciting. Unfortunately, with um, COVID and everything else, I wasn't able to see much of the the, the country uh, where um, or the natural uh, and places such as the country parks. But um, I'm hoping to go back and well see what Christine talks about today firsthand because it's um, some very exciting stuff. Uh, how about you just um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, you, Christine? Sure, but I'm happy to welcome you to the Bavarian Forest National Park <laughs> when you come to Germany. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that would be certainly a, a fantastic opportunity that I can't pass up. Me too. Uh, well, um, I'm Christine. And I'm 29 and I've been working as a ranger in the Bavarian Forest National Park um, since July 2017. And well, it's not that usual that I'm working as a ranger because I studied translating and interpreting. <laughs> yes, something a little bit different. <laughs> Just teeny bit. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm from um, the National Park region and I've, I was interested in the National Park uh, since I first started the Junior Ranger program. We have in our park at the age of 11. And yeah, it was my dream to become a ranger and they said it wouldn't be easy. And yeah, I just tried my luck when there was a job opening and I was lucky. Yeah, it seems you've came on um, from being, again, you said, from being a junior ranger to then to then now. But um, yeah, you started off with something completely different uh, as a translator, didn't you? Yes. Well, I studied translating and interpreting in Munich and then in Edinburgh. I lived a year in Edinburgh and what I explored Scotland quite a bit. And I need to say you have a very beautiful country. <laughs> Not as nice as Germany, I must say, or just as nice, I suppose, from uh, from having been there now firsthand. It's it's different, but it's it's beautiful in a different way. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, from your time in Edinburgh and obviously in Scotland doing translating, um, how did that then, I suppose, lead you back into then um, the the role that you've got now? Hmm. Um. Well, I volunteered in the park and in the, in the Junior Ranger program, we have our own um, club, Junior Ranger club. Um, and I never, never lost touch with National Park. And when I was back home, I always tried to, to do stuff in the park and with the Junior Ranger program. And I wasn't quite happy in well, I, I was happy as a translator, but hmm. I worked in a law firm for two years and I came to the to the opinion that I, I didn't want to do that my whole life to work working in an office. And when there was this job when there was this job opening in um 
kept coming up, I was like, okay, I'm going to try my luck. And uh, well, they obviously thought I would be the right candidate. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it was kind of meant to be that, um, of course, we'll touch on the junior ranger services uh, a little bit later, but um, you and your interest and your passion at a young age and then as kind of every young person does, um, may not end up going down your first kind of passion or the route that you you might foreseeably see yourself in the future. And obviously you've ended back up on um, the kind of the interest and obviously the fortunate um, job opportunity with the, the National Park, which, um, yeah, I'm guessing you, you, did you think that you'd ever come back to it or after your, I suppose your experience as a translator and being in an office, um, were you eventually going to leave anyway? Um, well, as a translator, you can always uh, go freelance. Of course. So, um, and I thought about doing that first, about becoming a freelancer and uh, working from wherever I am. Um, yep. And you can you can do that as a uh, as a translator quite perfectly. You can can live in, I don't know, New York and <laughs> there. Um, and I thought about doing that, but. Sorry, can I ask I, you were you, what were your languages that you were, um, that you um, acted as a, as a translator in? Um, um, my first language was English and my Thank second you. was French, but I, I, specialized on English and on uh, legal subjects. Ah. <laughs> so court documents and um, <laughs> contracts and stuff like that. It, I, I know it sounds boring, but I found it interesting. No, I, I suppose um, if, you're, if you're learning and working with uh, another, um, not just your own country, but I suppose that's the, that's the benefit of uh, being a translator. As you said, you can work anywhere, be anywhere and be studying and translating other languages from other places that you'll have you'll have um, you won't know as much on as your own country I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah so it, it, it's quite interesting and uh, well it's also I mean I, I, I learned about all the different law systems for example in Great Britain and in the US and in Germany and <laughs> they're so different and it was it was quite interesting to to learn about all that um yeah but then this job um opening in the Bavarian first national park popped up and i thought okay i never thought about coming back to to the forest but <laughs> <laughs> if it's happening it's going to be because i i get the job as a ranger you might not have thought you'd be back, but the forest definitely knew you would be, I'm sure. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, it kind of did. Now there is the saying, you never get, um, or you can get a person from the Bavarian forest out of the forest, but not the forest out of the person. <laughs> I like that one, I like that. And it, 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 it's just like that. So, yeah. Um, so well, I'm sure, I'm... oh, sorry. I never regretted coming back as a ranger. So it was it was the, the right decision to do that. So Yeah, I mean it absolutely sounds like it was. And I'm sure your your role as a translator and the experience that you got as that, I think a lot of other uh, rangers and people all agree is um 
even if it's not the first job that you've been in, the experience that you have prior to, to a certain level for a lot of rangers has now helping them in their day-to-day -day job as a ranger, which um, for you, you must meet a lot of visitors with a lot of different nationalities. And I'm sure your role as a translator has, has helped you in, in that regards. Yes, definitely. So we have a lot of uh, international uh, guests visiting our park and we have a lot of uh, Czech tourists visiting our park because um, our park is bordering the Czech Republic. And yes. Yes, of course, the Czech people are coming to the park and it also, well, last year would have been our, or was our 50th anniversary and there would have been uh, a very big European Ranger conference, and I translated the website before uh, for the <laughs> the conference. So ah, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's uh, that's that's awesome. So yeah, it, it definitely helped me. Yeah, um, I mean, I was I was one of the uh, people that was meant to be going uh, from Scotland to the the European Ranger Congress, and unfortunately, it didn't go ahead. So. I'm I'm very eager to to obviously um, meet up in a, a similar setting uh, whenever uh, the time comes and it's safe to do so next. Yeah, it, I hope it, it's going to be soon, but yeah, you never know. <laughs> yes, we just don't know. So I suppose the big question then is, what is your role as a as a ranger in the Bavarian National Park? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I have um very various duties but i think first and foremost i'm um the go-to person for visitors outside in the field mm. in the park um they can come to me with questions when i need help when i need advice and i'm going to be there for for them um because most visitors do not go to an information facility first but just venture out into nature yeah <laughs> and well not everyone is prepared <laughs> no <laughs> um and it's good that we rangers are out there and helping them if they have problems or if they have questions about the park um yeah we also do law enforcement mm. So there are some rules and regulations in place because it's a national park, it's a, it's a protected area. Um, for example, you need to stay on the marked trails in specific areas of the park. And it's, yeah, we are there to look after that. Of course, um, we, uh, I think we, we talked about this um, prior and obviously being slightly different to the the american law enforcement um side of things where obviously they are trained and um act as um enforcers where they can arrest and they they often carry um guns a bit like the police however obviously your your role as an enforcer isn't quite like that but um you you have the authority to kind of give out tickets and and to report people that yes. that are obviously breaking these rules uh, yeah, yeah, we can report people. <laughs> no, we are not carrying guns or stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, I'm also not uh, not arresting people, but we can report them. So I can ask them for their ID. And um, our local government is going uh, is giving out the tickets. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm not finding them myself. <laughs> as much as sometimes I'm sure you would like to. 
Yes, sometimes it would might might be good to to do it firsthand. Um, but of course, yes, it's not it's not like that in our park. I suppose I think um, a, a lot of people will agree, and certainly here as Rangers in Scotland, is sometimes avoiding the confrontational situation or actually not having the jurisdiction uh, as mm -hmm. enforcers, quite like the American, actually comes in our favour as as being kind of mediators or peace negotiators. I'm sure in certain circumstances. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my other duties include um, helping our research department, like monitoring stuff like that. Mm. Um, then, if there is not COVID, um, I would have guided, would be guiding tours, and I would help with the junior ranger program. I would carry it out together with my colleagues so yeah it's it never gets boring <laughs> no i imagine not i mean um the bavaria national park uh, from what i've saw um, not having been yet uh, just looks fantastic i mean how big was the site again um we have 24 or over 24,000 hectares hmm. <laughs> and we're going to to grow we we got a, a birthday present from our bavarian state government and we are uh, receiving another 600 hectares to, <laughs> to look after. <laughs> how, how fantastic. Um, does, uh, does that package include any rangers? Um, I'm not sure yet. But <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. Yes. 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 Speaking of which, how many rangers then, um, for those that are wondering, work uh, with yourself or are in your team? Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, we're 25 ranges and uh, we're going to, or another ranger is going to start later this year, oh. so 26. Um, but we are not, every, not everybody is working full time, some of us are working part time. And we, at the moment, we do not have seasonals. We have some volunteers helping us, us but yeah. At the moment, twenty-five. Mm, that's why. I, uh, yes, that surprised me. Um, obviously, having um, a large part of your team being part team, and then um, you rely, which we'll touch upon a bit later, your um, uh, volunteers, which of course uh, I think many ranger services here uh, do as well. So yeah, quite a large team though, but as as expected or needed, I suppose, for such a large area that you're looking after. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well. Um, we are divided into five groups and every group has about 5,000 hectares to look after. And yeah, as you can imagine, <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> yes. And uh, with the number of people coming to the park, it's, um, yeah, we definitely have a lot to do. How many people is that? Do you know, does it a number wise uh, on, well, I suppose per year? Um, I'm not quite sure, but I, I think it's about a million. Wow. So I, don't, I'm, I do not have the exact number, but something like that. Yes. I don't think anyone quite does, not with an area that large. Um, how do you, I suppose, then monitor or count? I mean, there's a variety of different ways. And um, here in Scotland, anyway, there's, there's um, a lot of different visitor recording strategies. But uh, do you have one specifically for the, the National Park? Um, 
Well, we have uh, we have an in some areas we have visitor counter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, trail counter. Yep, visitor counters. Um, where they go through this uh, accounting system and, and will be recorded. And I think in our visitor centers, they roughly keep, keep a book about the number of visitors they have each day. Hmm. So, yes, there's just two um, methods we were using. I suppose yeah it's so difficult um I've, I've i suppose i've worked with both kind of um systems in place um but the counters uh, i'm a fan of i suppose with such a large area though how many counters and how many places do you have to put them that's supposed to get an accurate number is always the question mm. we've touched upon the i suppose a bit little bit there about the management of the national parks so i suppose how how is it how how are how is the, the tongue twister there how is i suppose the national park managed and i suppose you mentioned already some other teams that work with you it's not just the rangers so i suppose could you touch upon them mm -hmm. uh well we have different um departments in the park we also have a research department um we have a lot of researchers from all over the world uh, it's very international and we carry out a lot of research. Um, we also have an environmental education because with all the research, <laughs> <laughs> you need to hear one of the stuff you, you found out. Um, so we work with local schools and um, pupils and they can come to our, our park. They can even um, stay here. Uh, we have a wilderness camp where they can um sleep ah fantastic yes yes i i i've been a fan of that when i was a junior ranger um yeah we also have um our media team we do a lot of stuff online and instagram and facebook and we have yeah the website and we also have a lot of um of journalists coming to the park and wanting to to report about the park and do stuff about that. Um, I suppose a question um, you mentioned, obviously, the researchers. What are they researching? Uh, at the moment, they um, have a study going on about Capacelli. Ah. We have one of the largest populations in Germany. Wow. And. Um, they, they essentially um, are um, collecting their, um, their poop <laughs> and, send, <laughs> and sending it in and then they, uh, they can find out about the uh, stress levels. Mm. Wow. So, um, yes, it's, it's quite interesting. So they can see how stressed they are about all the, the visitors and the, the env environmental factors and stuff like that. Um, they also research fungi, um, they have an, an otter research, um, plants, I think everything you can imagine we are researching in the park. <laughs> Which of course you have some very unique wildlife that we, we don't have here. Do you want to maybe touch upon some of them? Uh, yeah, we talked about the beaver before. We did, yes. <laughs> yes, and uh, we have lynx and wolves. 
Um, I think it, uh, the wolf came back to our park in 2017. Oh, that recent. Yes, um, we had some sightings of single wolves before, um, but they are now, or they now established um, their own habitat here in the park. Mm. And they also had pups. And yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting to, to see how they, um, they fare and, and manage to, to come back and to live in, in our area. Mm, especially with all the other, I suppose, more local residents that are there. Yes, but um, so far, I don't think we had any problems uh, because the wolves are, the good thing about our park is um, our park is bordering um, a Czech national park and we are working as a transboundary national park and the wolves um, kept to the um, to the Czech side <laughs> park and also to the yeah I would say highlands of our park. Ah. It sounds as if you're um, glad the wolves are keeping to the Czech National Park. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, well, maybe the wolves like the Czech side more, but uh, yeah, in recent times, they came more to our side as well. Mm. I think they split up and there are now two, two wolf packs right. in our area. So yes, it's quite interesting. I, I thought it was um, really interesting when you mentioned of course, I've, I've looked at the, the park on a map, but I didn't quite notice that it was boundarying with obviously another um, park the, on the Czech side. And you, you mentioned working with the, actually the Czech uh, rangers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, well, when there is no Corona <laughs> or yeah, COVID, uh, we have um, common patrols with our Czech colleagues, uh, which is good because we have a lot of Czech visitors on our side mm. and uh, a lot of Germans, German visitors on their side and it's it's good if you can liaise with <laughs> both sides. Yes, absolutely. And well, nature doesn't stop at the border. No, <laughs> as if the wolves can demonstrate uh, quite nicely. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's really benefiting that um, we have the, the national park on the other side of, of our park. It's such a fantastic opportunity and it's, it shows great partnership, I think, in two uh, national parks um, or areas of working together as, and obviously yourselves working with another, um, another ranger service. Yes, def definitely. And we can, well, we can both learn from each other and how we are managing different um stuff so yes it's quite good mm. which brings us on i suppose to working with uh, other ranger services both uh, in europe and internationally our jun uh, junior ranger um services um it was something i had the pleasure of um two years ago joining scra um and looking at our junior ranger services in Scotland, but of course um, there's also a long lasting history of uh, junior ranger services elsewhere, um, which um, as you mentioned uh, quite rightfully, you being one, um, there's, you have one of your own in the, in the, in the park. 
Mm -hmm. um, I think um, the our junior ranger service in our park is one of the oldest in Germany. Um, we started out in 1997. Um, yeah, I think that it was 1997. And um, yeah, we continue to, um, to have a junior ranger service ever since. And it's spread to other parks and protected areas in Germany as well. So it's quite a success story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, of course, uh, mentioned that yourself was one. Um, now working as a, as a full-time ranger and getting to work with the junior ranger services, we'll talk a little bit about how, how um, your uh, junior rangers are ran over there. But what was your time like as one? <laughs> I had a fantastic time. Um, yeah, as a junior ranger, you start out at the age of 11. Uh, with a four-day basic program and you you just um, accompany a ranger and they are going to tell about the park and uh, what they're doing in the park and if you like that um, there is this club I mentioned before you can become a part of and then um, there is going to be a meeting at least once a month and you do so many stuff like I, I went uh, hiking, I built a, a bird house, I, um, yeah, I, I looked at animal prints in winter and I learned so much about nature and nature conservation and also about our park. And I think that was the, the, the basic idea was to, to introduce local kids to the national park and to increase the awareness of the national park in the region and in the local population and i think uh this yeah it worked out quite well <laughs> i think that's an understatement yeah um just hearing about how obviously you mentioned the four-day program and the setup which we'll go into a little bit more detail about but um i think there's something special i never um had the opportunity i suppose when i was younger and i suppose just from an awareness point of view i uh, wasn't involved in a group like that but obviously um for someone like yourself it's had a real impact not only on your time as a junior ranger but your life after that yes definitely um as a junior ranger i was also lucky to um we had some um german junior ranger meetings and we also had european junior ranger camps mm. and uh when i was it was my turn to go on a european unit junior ranger camp it was in scotland <laughs> in, the in 2008 and yes i think this was actually one of the reasons i chose to study in scotland so it definitely shaped my future that's yeah that's it's um it's incredible um that experience alone, I suppose, is, is one of the things um, I'd like for more to happen, I suppose, with our junior rangers here. And I think um, we have a lot to share with how our junior rangers are, uh, services are run, but also a lot to learn as well from um, junior ranger services like yourself. And I think there's no better example than someone like yourself that has been one and then um, is obviously now leading uh, the sessions as well. Mm. And um, I know from another junior ranger from the Nether Netherlands, 
who became a ranger. So um, I think, and I, I also know a lot of uh, my former junior ranger colleagues who decided to study biology or to pick up a green job. Mm. And um, yeah, yes, I, I think it's definitely shaping the kids as well. Yeah, I think you quite rightfully mentioned there as well the the just an awareness point of view where um, one of the reasons I suppose your junior ranger services exist and how ours should as well is to um, give an awareness of local outdoor places, be that mm -hmm. simple local parks or country parks to then obviously something as big as your national park, and um, it, it allows for as as you'll go on to say how many young people that you can reach through a program such as this. Mm -hmm. um, well, our basic program um, reaches like from 100 to 140 pupils a year mm. and yeah, that's quite, quite a lot and it definitely helps with uh, the awareness in the park and the awareness of nature conservation in general. Mm. I, it was it was the the part where obviously you touch um you can reach out to that many kids but you you actually go to the schools don't you and then the the schools or these groups of junior ranger uh, kids come out and they do their four basic training and then um what do they go on to do after that i suppose uh well we we are going into the schools and the kids who are interested can apply for for the basic program and then they're going to be divided into groups of seven and a company arranger. And um, yeah, then at, that's at the age of 11. And from the age of 11 to the age of 14, when they decide to, to uh, join the club, um, they have these monthly meetings with the ranger and they learn about the park and about the, the, basic, the basics of nature conservation. And when they're 14 or sometimes 15, 16, depends just on the, on the kid and uh, how responsible it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can then become volunteer rangers. Um, yeah, I know, I know vol a volunteer in, in the English sense might be a bit different than it is in our park, but a volunteer ranger um, in our park is an older junior ranger who has more responsibilities, who is, for example, helping um, the ranger with the basic program. Um, they accompany us and, and might also look after the kids for, for four or five minutes when we are talking to a visitor or when they're over 18, they accompany us at patrols. So we do double patrols mm. and um, yeah, they might also carry out um, visitor information on their own. So, yes. Yeah, it sounds like they're giving a huge amount of, I suppose, responsibility in that sense where uh, the progression from a junior ranger to then mm. someone, I suppose, of the age of a bit older, 16, has then obviously the opportunity to, to volunteer. And then, as you said, as, as they get older, they they have that responsibility with, with the full-time rangers, which I suppose is a lot of work actually for the rangers themselves within the park. Yes, um, well, we, 
uh, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, we have a lot of work in the park and <laughs> I'm glad that we have the volunteer rangers who know us and hmm. we know them and we can trust them. And we know they are responsible and reliable and yeah, they know so, so many things about the park. Um, so it's, it's good to have them. Yeah, absolutely. What then, I suppose, is your favourite part about the job and your favourite place? There's an interesting um, article, actually, which is how I found you in the first place, um, uh, which uh, features you talking about the outdoors, your favourite places in the parks, things that people can do. And I thought, I thought that was a really good piece. So I thought I would ask you, I know it's in the article, but your, your favourite place and I suppose then your favourite part about the job. <laughs> Um, I think the article mentioned uh, one of the mountain tops we have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I mentioned the Kleine Falkenstein, but I'm not sure. But um, yeah, my favorite place is up on the mountain top. Um, preferably at sunrise or sunset. <laughs> um, it's just it's just something about uh, the atmosphere and the wind and and everything comes together and yeah it's just beautiful mm. but we have so many beautiful places in the park <laughs> have you been uh, frequenting any particular place recently um well actually not in the park but uh in the periphery of the park right because you can I like to go to uh, ski, ski uphill mm. and it's it's actually better outside of the park like you can go touring ski in the park as well ski uphill right. um, but uh, we don't have a lot of snow left <laughs> um, yeah there is another mountain which is better for that but mm. in the park um, yeah the mountaintop Rache, where I'm working actually it's actually one of my favorite places to be um and it sounds so much fun having the the option and the ability to to obviously yes. ski i mean you're right next to the the um set of hills and mountains aren't you mm -hmm. yeah well um i'm just in the mountains all the time so i'm, <laughs> I'm leaving my home and uh yeah 20 minutes later i can go up a, a mountain which is perfect, or not even twenty. When I go from from my from my hometown, I, I can go in within ten minutes. Wow! So that close. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not they're not that big, but uh, they're very they're not as big as in the Alps, for example. So um, it's not the Zugspitze or anything like that, but. Um, it's just nice mountains we have here. <laughs> <laughs> Your mountains, I must admit, are, um, must be a little bit um, higher and more abundant, I suppose, than our, than our hills. But nonetheless, I suppose you would have had your fair experience and sightseeing of that whilst you were here, actually, in Scotland. Yeah, um, well, I, I had a year time to, to explore your country. And, <laughs> um, well... I really like the Isle of Skye. I think a lot of people will agree, yes. Yeah, I, I know. 
<laughs> there were a lot of, of, of um, tourists in uh, at the Alaska at that time. Um, but nevertheless, it's a it's a really beautiful landscape. But I also like I I actually liked all of the regions I visited, like the Cairngorms or the Trosacs, mm. and also in in Edinburgh. I mean, <laughs> Edinburgh itself is 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 really beautiful. It's a beautiful city. No, oh, that's that's a great to, great thing to hear. And as I said, I'm I'm hoping to be able to explore more and see more of Germany myself when I'm over there. Um, just obviously unfortunate timing with things going on just now. But um, I look forward to be able to do those exciting patrols that you speak of uh, with yourselves. Yeah. yeah, sure. I'm always happy to to have guests over. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's one of the luxuries and joys of our jobs, um, it's the encompassment of people. Mm. Yes, and I, I actually think that's one of, or my favourite thing about my job is that I get to meet all these fascinating people. Mine too, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the question sheet, but I thought I'd ask, what is something that you're anticipating or looking forward to or envisioning the ranger service to be like in the park um, going forward for I suppose in the future? Um, hmm, interesting question. I would like to see from from our ranger service um, well we got more responsibilities in the in the past years and I'm interested to see how these responsibilities are going to to play out in the future, just with research and all the stuff like that. Mm. So yes. No, certainly um, exciting times, despite what we're in just now. I think um, it's uh, potentially a bright future for a lot of conservation environmental-led jobs, um, and certainly in fantastic places such as um, national parks, um, such as yourselves. Yes, definitely. But not just the national parks, all the protected areas. Mm. I think um, we are we are on the brink of a a new time with all the um, people out there, mm. and I think uh, we will we are going to see some interesting changes in the future, not just in Germany but all over Europe and all over the world. Of course, I think so. No, well said. Um, just to finish up, then, is there anything you'd like to say to our Scottish and UK Ranger listeners? <laughs> um, well, you definitely have such a beautiful country and keep up your good work and as a ranger and also your good work in nature conservation and um, young people definitely are the future. So um, maybe open up more junior ranger programs <laughs> and bring them together. Like that's it it can really make a change no i think so and i think um after listening to this i think a lot of other people will be inspired to certainly if they haven't already visit um the bavarian national park because as i said i'm certainly eager as soon as uh, <laughs> able to to do so myself yes i hope so Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> where can people find out more about you and your parks then if, if they were interested in doing further research well, the National Park has an Instagram account and a Facebook account, and we also have um, a website. Uh, just 
tribe in Bavarian Forest National Park, and I think it's the first thing to pop up. And um, yeah. Perfect. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure being able to speak to you. And as I said, um, your job and just where you live and the National Park um, all very excites me. And I think it's a fantastic thing, the work that you guys do over there. And um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to meeting you in person and um, seeing it all firsthand. Yeah, thank you. I had a, a wonderful time speaking to you. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to welcoming to the River and Forest National Park or Maybe I'm coming to Scotland when COVID is over. Indeed, I will gladly welcome you wherever I can show <laughs> you and give you that ranger insight. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Much appreciated and hopefully see you soon. You're welcome. Thank you.